Hello everyone and welcome to the 17th episode of the Stories About Fear podcast with an amazing, so inspiring guest that actually left me speechless a few minutes ago when we began our talk. Her name is Ray Fung and she is your speaking coach. And today we are going to talk about how you are enough. I'm not going to say too much about Ray because I want her to to be the strongest speaker today. I'm only going to tell you that she has come from being an insecure girl hiding in the background to speaking on stages and now she coaches others to do so. Ray helps corporate professionals and entrepreneurs to eliminate fear of speaking up so they can own their voice at work and in life. Welcome, Ray. It's such an honor to have you. I could not feel more privileged to to have you as my guest and uh, you teaching us about how you conquered your fears and how you got to have this amazing mindset. Welcome. Thank you once again. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Roxana. I love what you do. Your work ethic is amazing. I think that what you're doing, sharing stories from different people, different entrepreneurs, um, that's so powerful because stories changes hearts and minds. And, and I think that that's necessary in order for us to move out of fear is to have that change in perspective, have that change in mindset and have someone's story inspire us to step out of that fear. So yeah, I'm very excited to be here. I'm super honored and I can't wait for our conversation. (laughs) Thank you. Ray, can you please tell us about your story, how you got to have this unbelievable mindset and this strength? Sure. Like, honestly, I can't say that it's just one thing. It's just so many little things that happened in my life since I was young um, till now. I think the earliest memory of me being in an intense fear and I was like 10, 11, 12 years old and I was taking like major exams for the first time. Uh, at a point in time, I, I wasn't very good at my studies. I didn't do very well academically or at least not well enough to go into what society would say a good, a good school is. And so I was constantly worried about my grades. I always wanted to do well but I always fell short. I remember every single time I tried to aim for a certain grade, even like a B, for example, I was always going to fall short. And that constantly made me feel like I wasn't enough and I wasn't going to be able to get any job that I like or have a future that I'll be proud of. And I think that happened for so long, like throughout my entire schooling life, I was just worried about how I could even make it in the world. I was worried about how was I even able to do something I love or am I going to be stuck in a job that I hate forever? And then on top of that, in secondary school and junior college, so that's about 15 to 18 years old, that's when I started being more conscious about the way I looked. That's when I started like idolizing like TV stars, looking at them on TV, on YouTube, and just wondering why I couldn't look like them. Uh, I remember one of my earliest idols uh, was Selena Gomez. I don't know if you know her. She's an American, yeah, she's an American TV star. And back then, you know, as I was watching Wizards of Waverly Place on Disney Channel, I, I just thought that she was so cool and she was so beautiful. And I tried to look like her. So 
when she parted her hair to the left side, I parted my hair to the left side as well, which is why now I have a left side parting. <laughs> you know, and when she wore like beanies and scarves, I also bought beanies and scarves and I copied how she looked. I remember I had a poster of her on my wall and I always wanted to look like her. I just never felt like I was good enough. I never felt like I could look like anyone on screen. And that was what I thought was the expectation. And I also felt like if I didn't look like these people that, I wouldn't be loved. I wouldn't be able to get a boyfriend back in that time when, when I saw getting a boyfriend as a, a mark of attractiveness. <laughs> so a huge part of my life, I just always felt insecure and not good enough. I never felt like I was worthy of people's time or that I was worthy of good opportunities in life. And, and I always felt like the good things that I've wanted, like going to a good school, getting the internship of my choice, getting a job of my choice were reserved for smart people and reserved for people who, um, yeah, were smarter and, and, you know, wiser and more beautiful, more attractive, more charismatic, more confident. And I never associated myself with those traits. So, so that was like a huge part of my life till I was like 21. That's when I started working in the club. <laughs> Yeah, I think I didn't tell you this before. So I started working in the club when I was 21 because I I just wanted an escape from reality, you know. And the only time that I would feel happy was when I, I was partying in the club <laughs> and I was escaping from life where I felt purposeless and meaningless. But, you know, every night when I come back home, the next morning when you wake up, when the high is gone and the music has gone, I go back into reality and realize that I still feel I'm not enough. I still feel like I have no purpose or no value and, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do in life at all. And I guess you could say I never really found my voice. I never really thought I had a voice. I just always tried to be like someone else. Yeah, I mean, now I talk about your unique voice so much, but back then I didn't know what was unique about me at all. I, I just felt like a defect. And I remember there was once one of my mentors told me this, you know, she said, Ray, I had a vision and I want to share it with you, which is I, I see a treasure box. And, you know, I want to ask you why you keep looking at other people's treasure box instead of finding the key to yours. And in that moment, I thought, wow, I don't know, do I even have a treasure box? And by treasure box, it really means your unique value, your unique thoughts, your unique um, voice, right? Your unique strengths and, and the things you can use to leverage for success. I never thought I had any of those. I just always felt I was second class. I wasn't even at a podium. I always felt like not good enough. But that got me thinking, right? What exactly is unique about me? So even though I was partying at a point of time and all that, I still wanted to find my passion. I still wanted to find something that I like doing. And, and I'm so grateful that when I was 22, I had a friend back then who was running his own business and having mentors in his life, actually dropped me a text and asked me um, what I was doing at that point in time. And he asked me if I wanted to you know, explore other options to make money and to basically go into the entrepreneurship space. So at that point in time, I didn't really have much in life to to work for to be honest so I just said yes <laughs> yeah tell me more like I want to learn more about anything else that I can do apart from staying in a job or staying in school and doing something that I don't like so I think that since 22 you know meeting people in the entrepreneurship space 
meeting young people who spend their time serving others and doing things um, to help others, like teaching tuition for kids, going to schools to train, being fitness trainers. Like they're really chasing their passions and they're helping people in their process. I saw it and I'm like, wow, I want to be like that. Right. And for the next two to three years, I soaked myself in the environment of people who are growth oriented, who have passions, who have a sense of identity. And as I'm in that, that little, I mean, in that container, I slowly, slowly stopped thinking about how I looked. So I stopped thinking about um, me looking ugly or I basically slowly stopped worrying about my looks. Of course, until my eczema outbreak happened, uh, which I've posted on Instagram. So I thought that I was confident enough until I had a full body eczema outbreak from the head to toe. And like, I woke up one day and my entire body was red, raw, peeling skin with cuts all over my body. And every movement I made hurt. Yeah, so I, I posted a photo of it on my Instagram and you guys can feel free to take a look. It's really from top to bottom, all red and raw. And in that moment, it threw me back to the time that I felt ugly again. I thought that I was confident. I thought that I spent years in personal development. I thought that I would feel confident at that point in time. But when I had the eczema outbreak, it just stripped me of all the confidence that I've had or that I thought I've had. So I wanted to hide for the next couple of months that I heal. But then I thought, am I really going to stay in bed all day and, and not do anything that I like and not do things that I like? talking to people, going out there to teach, going out there to coach. And so I thought, okay, you know what? I'm just going to go out there and do what I like. And anybody can think about my skin. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to do what I like to do. So I started doing trainings in schools. I went out there to network with people. I basically started having conversations with people and not worry about my skin for that moment. And if anybody wanted to avoid me, so be it. And what I realized is that the more I spoke, the more... I could connect with people and they didn't care about how I looked. They just have great conversations with me. Strangers will have great conversations with me. In fact, I think they were inspired by me going out there to speak despite the way I look. Yeah. And I think that really showed me, this entire eczema outbreak really showed me that when you find the right people to connect with, it really doesn't matter how you look because they just want to hear you, your story, your thoughts, your opinions, and what you have to say. And your looks has nothing to do with that. And when I learned that lesson, quite magically, after a couple of months, my eczema cleared. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy, really. It's, it's just so, it's so interesting because I think that the eczema outbreak came to me to show me that I needed to be confident in who I am without the makeup, without the nice clothes, without the branded bags, uh, which, I, which I, I was heavily using to feel more confident. Uh, and, and, you know, right now, that's why I hope to help my coaches and whoever sees my content, whoever that comes across me, I want them to know that they have a unique voice, they have unique value, and they don't need to hide. And they shouldn't hide. And, and the issue is that most of us, we don't know who we are because we spend our entire life trying to be someone else. Sounds extremely cliche, but it's true. We have spent our entire lives burying our unique voice under dogma, under religion, under, you know, society's expectations, under beauty standards, under all these stereotypes that society have until we forget 
or we don't even know who we are anymore. And in order to find who we are, we need to stop looking outwards and start looking inwards, um, which is exactly what I help my clients um, do right now, which is to strip away all the beliefs that are not serving them and, and help them find their unique voice. So yeah, that's uh, the short version of my story. I can write a novel probably. <laughs> Wow, Ray, this is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. I have been listening to you and processing everything and saying to myself, okay, this sounds so familiar to what I have been through because seeing your posts and seeing how authentic you are, how free you are of all the society's beliefs and needs it gets me thinking that, okay, I still have some issues, some uh, things regarding my appearance and the way that I see myself to work on. And this is such unbelievable strength that you are showing us. And indeed, that photo of you with the um, eczema was something that also happened to me. I was also in a breaking point trying to get my uh, decisions together, trying to create a future for myself. And I also had no idea who I was, what to do, where to go exactly. And I felt that something was missing. And as you said, I was looking for exterior validation. I would want people to tell me that it's okay to do this. It's okay to be like that, but still, why do you think, Ray, that we have this fear of looking within us? Why do we have this tendency to first go outside and then when things go wrong outside, only then we come back to ourselves? What do you think? Wow, this is, this is interesting. Actually, I feel like many a times when things happen outside, we, we don't go inside. <laughs> to find ourselves. I think there's a research that was done before that some people fear being alone. Like they don't like to be alone in their thoughts, you know? And, and I can imagine why, because our thoughts are very uh, mean to us. We, we don't say very nice things about ourselves. We have a lot of negative thoughts in our head, I feel. And the people that I work with, I know that many at times these negative thoughts come up so often in the day, every minute, sometimes like every couple of seconds when they do something wrong, they think that they're a failure or it triggers back to, you know, their failures or, or their traumas in their past. And when external stuff happens, they immediately start um, blaming things that happen outside or blaming themselves. And, and they go into the, um, the habit of blame and feeling shame as opposed to taking responsibility and, and, and asking themselves, hey, what's the best frame that I can make out of this, right? Now that this situation has happened, this challenge has come, what can I do next to make things better? What can I learn from this? And I think a great question to ask is, if let's say I believe that the universe or God is here to support me, then what is the lesson here, right? What's the best way that I can think about this? What's the best frame and meaning that I can... I can make out this situation. And I feel like when we ask ourselves these powerful questions, we will stop having that victim mentality, thinking that 
oh, you know, I'm, I'm just unlucky, you know, things are happening to me. It might be because I'm not smart, I'm not rich, you know, you start blaming your situation, your circumstances. Instead of doing that, it's important to just stop, be aware that you're doing that and then ask yourself the powerful question, which is, hey, I'm given this situation, understanding that the universe is not against me, the universe is here to support me. What can I learn from this and how do I do, how do I tackle the next challenge better? I think that having a problem-solving, solution-oriented mindset is very important to, to stay out of negativity and, and to thrive. Yeah. Wonderfully said. I'm so thankful that you mentioned that fears are here to guide us. They are here to teach us some lessons. And another great question that I use is always, how can I do things better? Because most of the times we really do our best. And well, maybe every time we truly want to give it all. But if you get to ask yourself this, you may be finding something in the corner of your mind, something that you haven't seen yet. So thank you for mentioning about the power of these great questions to ask yourself. I am so intrigued about you mentioning the treasure chest uh, metaphor <laughs> that we all have our treasure chest. Can you please tell us what is the strongest skill, your own unique um, personal voice that kept you through all the hardship? What was the strongest skill of them all that you got in your treasure chest? Wow, that's really interesting. I've never been asked that question. <laughs> wow, okay, okay, let me think. I feel like it's hope. Yeah, I think that I'm someone that holds on to hope and really never gives up of that hope. Like, no matter how terrible I feel, no matter how ugly I feel, I would never think, okay, let me just live a normal life and settle for less. I've never thought that. No matter how not enough I feel, I never once thought that I wanted to settle for a life that I didn't like. I was just always looking for a way to feel happy and to feel fulfilled and to feel good, giving value to the world. Um, and I think that hope really helped me hold on. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say it's hope. But I also think that our treasure chest, you know, definitely consists of a lot of things. Um, yesterday, someone asked me, like, what exactly is your unique voice? Like, what exactly is that? I'm like, wow, actually, your unique voice is, is encompassed so many things. Right, you can see behind. I write own your voice, so it's like my tagline. So your your unique voice has your physical voice, so like your tone, the way you sound. It's like kind of how when you listen to some singers sing, you 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 immediately know it's their voice, right? That means they have this tone and this personality that that comes through their voice. So some of us have a very formal, authoritative voice. You know, some of us has a, have, a, have a more like softer, empathetic voice that once we start speaking, people feel like they can immediately trust us, like a softer voice. So our voice is different. And, and that's, that is exactly why an introvert shouldn't try to be like an extrovert. Because if you do that, 
you're going to sound like a second class extrovert, but you want to sound like yourself. So that's why you're going to learn how to leverage your physical voice. Because extrovert, introverts are actually great at storytelling and listening as well. Um, of course, I'm not going to pigeonhole people. Everybody can be good at different things and we're all unique as we are. And then we have our metaphorical voice, which is essentially our unique thoughts, our opinions, our stories, like how, right, like how you just mentioned your amazing story about your past and, and how you're using it to inspire entrepreneurs to step out of fear now. Those stories are also part of our unique voice, right? That our quirks and all of that comes all neatly packed in this treasure box. And if we only decide to stop trying to be like others and, and start um, asking ourselves who we are, we'll really be able to attract all the opportunities that we like. I recently asked a couple of my clients why they decide to work with me. And most of them said is, of course, they believe in me. They believe in my expertise. I definitely posted a lot of results and testimonials on my Instagram page. But that aside, they decided to work with me because of my presence and my energy. So most of the time, like that's you, like if you're confident, you radiate this confidence and this energy and people just want to be around you. So you ask like if what charisma is just being yourself, acknowledging your treasure chest, acknowledging your unique voice and just be yourself and people will radiate, the right people will radiate towards you. <laughs> yeah. Wonderfully said. I love this. Being yourself means that, yeah, you can be your goofy self, be your not so uh, good looking and handsome looking all the time. It means having the right energy inside of you. And yeah, I, I remember that I used to be very eager to copy everyone else that's out there. When I began my speaking career, I thought that I needed to do as some uh, people told me to and how I saw other people that were more formal acting on stage. And I thought that, okay, I don't need to move my hands at all. I don't need to shake my head. I don't need to do anything with my body just to look professional and good. And the result was so funny that I didn't delete any of my um, very beginning videos. You can still see them there. It's just a proof showing that you need to let your personality shine because when you try to do something else that has nothing to do with you, and of course, you yourself don't believe in it also because you can see on my face how uh, uptight I was trying to be very professional. This is an example to show how beautiful and freeing and relieving it is to be who you truly are. And yes, indeed, I discovered about myself because now you got me thinking about my very own treasure chest. <laughs> What's in there? I got to see that I have a very funny side. Maybe not everyone would consider it funny. Maybe some uh, parts of my jokes would be a bit uh, awkward for some, but as you said, the right people will always gravitate around you. 100%. Like, I'm just, um, to throw in just something funny that, I, that a friend of mine was telling me recently, she was just saying how, do you know, there are Facebook groups for like foot fetishes. 
like, you know, people, people who have foot fetishes and they pay money for people's foot. <laughs> and there is actually a foot fetish coach out there teaching people how to groom their feet in order to sell it for money. Like, it's so interesting, right, that anything has a market nowadays. And you can think anything about this foot fetish thing, but there's someone out there making good money coaching people how to groom their feet. So if you think about it, whatever you do, if you're yourself, you're going to get haters, but you're going to get lovers too. Not lovers, you're going to get fans too. At least you create an impression on someone. I always ask people this, would you rather you, someone meets you and they have zero impression of you? Or would you rather they meet you and they either like you or hate you? Like for me, I would rather they like me or they hate me. I don't want to like, they meet me and then they just don't remember I existed because I was trying so hard to not offend or to not say things, being afraid of being judged and then I'm not myself and I'm just being meek. You know? So I think you just got to be yourself and the people you're meant to serve, the people you're meant to hang around with will come to you. There'll be a thri- there'll be a tribe. And those people that have something to say about you, that don't like you, it's okay. They're in someone else's tribe. Let them go to them. Yeah. <laughs> Beautifully said. I used to be very conscious about what other people think of me. As a people pleaser, I have to say that I was a professional uh, people pleaser, wanting to not upset anyone, wanting to make sure that everyone, when they would leave me, they would at least love me, not to say anything else, because I needed to have their constant approval to validate that I was good enough to be in their presence. And It's interesting now that I think about this and I have learned some amazing lessons along the way. And I wanted to ask you, Ray, what does inspire you most in your work? What is it that you find as being your strongest source of um, energy that gives you the fuel to move on? Great question there, because do I love every single part of my work? The answer is no. I love speaking to people. I love coaching people. I love doing all the people-related stuff. I am really good at coaching and connecting with people. I love doing podcasts. I love meeting people like amazing people like you, Roxana. I love doing all of that. But there are definitely things that I don't like to do, like like sales, okay, like maybe marketing, you know, all the other admin stuff that needs to happen as an entrepreneur, um, business strategy, that kind of stuff. I'm still learning how to do that. But the reason why I still do it, uh, I still make sure that I do things that I don't like to grow the business is because I know that my story and my message is not just my story. It is like the story of many other people out there. Feeling insecure, feeling judged, um, being afraid of judgment, being afraid of having no future, being afraid of um, uncertainty, all of that, feeling ugly when you look in the mirror and you don't want to look at yourself in the mirror, all the stuff that I've been through, as much as those experiences are unique to me, they aren't unique stories because other people have been through similar stuff, which is perfect, which is great because that means that my story has the power to inspire and empower them to, to have hope, which is what I, I, I needed and had last time, hope to carry on. And so every day I wake up knowing that at least one person out there needs to hear my message. 
and yeah it's really just that every day and and also knowing that plus the fact that my coaches have gone through incredible transformation which proves to me that my work has value and that I have the power to to impact lives and those people that lives were impacted will then go on to impact more lives and then the exponential impact just goes on yeah um just yesterday right you know i have so many client wins um, because i have a group program called the own your voice transformation circle and we have this telegram private telegram group called own your voice wins so basically my my coaches will, will share their wins in that telegram group and celebrate each other's wins together so one of my coaches when before he worked with me he was so afraid to, to speak to people or initiate conversations. He always felt very small and like his opinions didn't matter. Uh, and it's only been a month. And right now, he is actually going to bookstores or in his gym and he's approaching people and initiating conversations with strangers. Like, it just blows my mind, right? This is a guy that was so afraid to even talk to his colleagues. And now he's approaching strangers to have small talk and conversations with them. And one of my other coaches, she also has a similar fear, which is she feels very small when she's talking to people who are more experienced than her. And she always feels like she's too shy, she's too introverted, she's too quiet, um, she doesn't have much experience or much credibility. And after just a month of working with me, you know, just yesterday, two of the seniors at work that had 12 years more experience than her, and these are seniors that she really respects, actually commented and complimented her saying that they see the difference in the way that she speaks and lead the team. Wow. And that just like, wow. Like when I hear that, I was so, 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 like my heart was just singing. It was 12 a.m. I was supposed to shower and go to bed. I was like high on on, on joy. And, and, the best, and the best part is that when she decided to work with me, it, you know, it took her a couple of months to decide. And not because she didn't trust me. She saw she has been following me for a while, but she she was trying to find the trust in herself to get out of her comfort zone. And then she finally reached out to me and and, and wanted to work with me. And when she decided to invest in the program, she told her boyfriend that, and her boyfriend was so mad. Her boyfriend was like, What? You sp- you spend so much money, you should have just gone and bought yourself clothes or something, you know, like. I think you're perfect as you are. You don't have to, you know, go for programs. And she defended and stood up for a decision. And she said, no, this is important to me, right? Like I want to wake up and be able to stand up for myself and speak up and love who I am. And I'm going to work with Ray. And so it's just kind of amazing how in just a month, you know, she she has transformed so much. Um and the goal which she set for herself when she was 30. So actually she set a goal that she wants to be able to be confident and love herself fully when she's 30 years old. But she's only 20 plus right now. And we actually shopped in the process because of the limiting beliefs that she has overcome and that she has coached herself through, through my guidance. She now feels enough and she doesn't have that barrier to talk to the seniors anymore. She's like a different person, you know. And these stories are the stories that I, 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 I remind myself every day that I'm going to wake up and do what I do so that I can transform just one more life. And this one person is going to wake up to transform more lives. And, you know, 
final thing for this question. Yesterday, she sent me this message. One of my coaches sent me this message. She said that she always thought that she would just want to be a housewife and have kids and, you know, live a normal, um, like, uh, what I say, like a, like, a, like a housewife life, which is not wrong, my way. I feel like if you want to be a housewife, go for it. Mothers, I really respect you. It's a really tough job. But for her, I think she wanted to do more. She had dreams, but she just felt like she wasn't enough to pursue those dreams. So she gave herself that, that standard of, like, I'm just going to, you know, um, live a, a comfortable life as a housewife and take care of my kids. And she told me that when the limiting belief of her not being enough got lifted, she suddenly started thinking about how she can help others. And she was thinking of maybe even working at the SOS hotline to help people who um, are suicidal and, you know, call the SOS hotline. And she said this one sentence. She said, it's amazing how she started dreaming bigger once her limiting belief was lifted. Because she stopped worrying about herself and she started thinking about how she could serve other people. And that just blew my mind because this just means that many a times what's holding us back is that one fear that we haven't learned how to overcome. It's just like one thing. Like you don't need to try to learn so many things. Just overcome that one fear, that one thing that is holding you back and that will really unlock your potential. Yeah. These stories that you mentioned actually feed your soul. These are food for soul and I have to congratulate you for these. I have been reading them on Instagram. I have been following you now and you do an amazing job, Ray. Thank you for doing what you do. You are such an inspiration that maybe sometimes, as we talked earlier, you don't even understand how strong your impact is. For example, for me, as I saw your post with having hair on your legs, which is normal, my feelings. <sighs> Friends, hair is normal. It is there for a reason because otherwise our bodies wouldn't grow it. Uh, Ray had all sorts of insecurities being in school and people telling her about her uh, body hair. And I was so devastated when I was around 15 years old, 16 years, when I had to look picture perfect to be able to go outside of the house even in the village, I needed to have all sorts of devices to get all my hair from my body out to look perfect, my hair, my makeup. And I was so afraid to have even one stray of hair looking not in its place that it became so frustrating because these picture perfect images are not always real. We need to understand that our bodies are unique and beautiful and amazing as they are. Talking about motherhood, I myself have a baby girl. And let me tell you, it's easier to be an entrepreneur, so much easier than being a mother because you don't know what to expect. And I wanted to, to ask you, can you please share with us what does owning your voice mean exactly? And what is the strongest strategy that you put in place with your clients? Because by now, I'm so convinced that everyone will want to at least get in touch with you, to work with you, to get to know you better, to check out your amazing masterclass, Please tell us all about your wonderful work and how can our listeners and viewers 
get in touch with you. Oh, thanks. Um, thanks for saying that. Wow. <laughs> Your edification is just, it, it brightens my soul. <laughs> um, owning your voice is a lot of things, but the simplest way to put it is to be able to wake up feeling good about yourself, to be able to walk into your workplace confident of the value that you bring to the table, no matter how old or young or inexperienced, experienced or whatever you are or however you look. To be able to raise your hand um, on the boardroom table to say what you want to say and not overthink and second guess what you have to say. To be able to go into a sales meeting if you're an entrepreneur and know the value you bring to your client instead of comparing yourself with other entrepreneurs out there. To be able to wake up every day and look in the mirror and say, damn, I really like who I am. <laughs> that is owning your voice. Owning your voice is knowing yourself, knowing your value, and communicating that value in your personal style to other people. And so when you're that, you radiate this confidence and this energy. Your style of confidence and energy, it might not be the loud, extroverted kind of thing. It might be the soft confidence, that, that elegance, Right? Whatever your style, your presence is, you radiate that and people remember you for that. And they are inspired, impacted, and transformed just by your presence and just by you being you. That is owning your voice. Strategy-wise, um, I, I take a, um, a multi-pronged approach. It's really a holistic program I have. So um, what I do is I have my own methodology the RAE method. So yes, it spells my name. <laughs> R is rewiring your beliefs that don't serve you. So I think it's important to um, find out what is the root cause of you not owning your voice and have that guidance from a coach. It might not be me. Find someone that can guide you through the process of taking away those beliefs that don't serve you and, and, and getting those that those beliefs empower you instead. So that's rewire beliefs. And then A stands for awaken your unique life, brand, story, and voice, um, which is exactly why I said, knowing what makes you unique so that when you network, when you walk into your office, you just know that you have something to offer. And E stands for embody your unique voice. And that is mastering the techniques of networking, presentation skills, storytelling. And that's where all you get, you get all your technical stuff like vocal variety, facial expressions, which is quite common out there. I think a lot of speaking coaches does public speaking training, but they don't really tackle the rewiring beliefs and awaken your unique voice part, which I felt was super important. And most of my clients, they lack um, the understanding of themselves to be able to communicate effectively in the first place. So yeah, I think that you really need to have a holistic understanding of what only a voice is and just going on YouTube to find how to overcome fear or how to speak better is not going to cut it. You really need to understand yourself with the help of a coach. And after that, you'll be able to run on your own. Wow. Yeah. Oh, and where to find me? Okay. Uh, well, I'm sure Roxana is going to be doing this amazing job of tagging me on her Instagram, which I think she really did. So simply just go to my profile and click the link in my bio. The masterclass is there. I have a free 30-minute masterclass that you can watch and understand what it takes to own your voice. And I can guarantee you by the end of the masterclass, you have a clearer idea of uh, what your root cause of you not speaking up might be and what you need to do to overcome it. So you at least have a broad picture vision and idea of what you need to work on in order to be a more confident speaker uh, in, in work, in life, and in business. 
And feel free to DM me and drop me a message anytime if you want to talk about anything at all. Body insecurity, love, relationships, um, anything at all. Just talk, of course, about speaking. Drop me a message and I'm happy to continue a conversation from there. Wonderful. Ray, thank you so much for mentioning all these amazing resources that you have for everyone seeing us and listening to us. And I can truly, I can sincerely say that having a coach as you are is going to be life-changing and helping you get to where you want so much faster. Because if I had had a coach in my early 20s, I would not have spent so many extra years in a job that I hated because I was so afraid. I had nice people around me, but it was, it was not the environment for me to grow. And as I was telling Ray, I was so afraid to quit my job. I had all the means, I had everything available, but I was so afraid and frustrated that it led to my body creating physical disease. It was the last thing that my body could do to push me over because I consciously wasn't able to. And unfortunately, and maybe fortunately, <laughs> there is part of us, it is our mind that's negative, negative with some hyphens, negative by default, because our mind only wants to take care of us. It wants to keep us physically safe. That's why it doesn't support any change, no mindset work, because it thinks, okay, if you are going to make any change, it could be dangerous. You have lived so far, you were okay and well. If you do anything different, it may lead to something uh, happening to you, and I don't want this to happen. And that's why it's difficult. Even when we want to start a mere diet or when we want to do something new, we need to get someone to help us. And I think asking for help is the most courageous thing that we can do out there. And um, my fearless friends, get in touch with Ray. You need to at least watch her amazing masterclass and check her amazing Instagram profile. Check her videos because you will not be the same after getting in touch with her. You are magical, Ray. And I have to thank you so much for your wisdom, for sharing with us your amazing story and for being such a strong light here with us, teaching us about how to love ourselves, how to trust who we are, how to own our voice, and why not have it all, have the life of our dreams. Thank you so much, my dear. Thank you for having me, and we have magic in all of us. We just got to uncover it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I... I'm so happy that we had this conversation. I'm so happy that you, the audience listening right now, whether it's on your podcast or whether it's on YouTube, that you are in this conversation with us. And this conversation continues. Um, drop all of, you know, both of us a message. We would love to talk more. For sure. Yay. Thank you once again, Ray. <gasps> Thank you.